Welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. I'd like to invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Holy Spirit, thank you for continually changing us and transforming us. Allow our hearts to respond to the word today. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll continue on looking at Paul's letter to the people in Ephesus. And our text for today will be coming from chapter 4, verses 20 to 25. And it says there, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with everyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, so that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You know, the passage of scripture that we just read is a part of the entire section that is entitled, The New Life. And if you notice, the passage started with the word, therefore. And I know some of you would remember our early science classes when we were being taught how to make proper scientific observations na at the end of the experiment, we would use the word, therefore, to make a conclusion based on everything else that we have previously experienced, seen, and tested. Now, just to give a context to all these things, you know, in the first three chapters of this letter, Paul painstakingly explains to the believers what the gospel is, that it is the grace of God through Jesus Christ. And because of that, we are now chosen, redeemed, and forgiven. But not only that, he goes on to say that we have a delightful inheritance in Him. And that is the Holy Spirit that makes Christian living, this new way of life, possible. Therefore, Paul is saying that the only proper response to all this, to all that you have seen, heard, and experienced, and tested or tasted is to live the way Christ did, to walk in a way that Christ has called us to do. Actually, if you look at the verses that we read, there are five admonitions, but our focus for today's devotional, which is speaking the truth in love. Now, how do we speak the truth in love? First and foremost, if we are to speak the truth in love, we need to know the truth. What is our standard of truth? You know, when Paul wrote this letter, he was writing this to a group of believers who were just starting off in their journey of faith. They have been accustomed to a certain way of life and standards of morality that are deemed acceptable in their society uh, back then. Verse 19 actually gives us a glimpse of that. It says there that they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But in verse 20, Paul says, but that is not the way you learned in Christ. Paul is saying that if we are to speak the truth in love, we need to accept that the ultimate standard of what is true is what Christ has taught each and every one of us. That is why Jesus said He is the way, the truth, and the life. Apart from acknowledging Jesus as the ultimate standard of our truth, we cannot move forward to walking this out. 
You see, when God created the heavens and the earth, He has an original intention and design for every created being. He has a divine order so that peace and rest can be experienced all throughout the kingdom. But sin disrupted the divine order and distorted the original design. And somehow, along the way, the original intention was already was also forgotten. And humanity went on their own ways, choosing to live their own versions of truths. That is why all the brokenness that we see, the injustice, the oppression, maltreatment, immorality, violence that we see in our society and in the world is a byproduct of that disruption and distortion. That's why when Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, He is revealing and calling back people to the truth that is supposed to be. The first step in speaking the truth in love is knowing the truth. Not truth as a concept, but truth as the person in Jesus Christ. Again, I want to ask you this question. What is uh, your standard of truth? What, where is your truth anchored, anchored on? What are the standards of truth that you are living by? My prayer is that as we desire to speak the truth in love, may our truth be anchored in Christ alone. Acknowledging Jesus is the way means living in His truth and in truth so that we can experience the fullness of life. Second, walk in love. Speaking the truth in love is not just knowing the truth, but also walking in love. Verse 15 in the same chapter, it says there, Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head into Christ. I love how Paul was quick to add this description on how we speak the truth because it guards our hearts and allows us to reflect on not just why we say the things that we say, but on how we do it as well. Paul is unapologetic to encourage the believers then to speak the truth by living righteously, which is against the norm of their society. But he is saying, do so in love. Because without love, it could leave, lead to self-righteousness and even condemning, condemning others. That's why he says in another letter, this knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Walk and speak the truth in a way that would build up. And the only way to achieve that is to walk in love. You know, I'm just imagining maybe he got reminded of how he lived his life before he knew Christ. As a Pharisee, he knew, you know, he somehow knew the truths of the laws. And yet instead of walking in love, we know that before he encountered Christ, he was a self-righteous man. And when he encountered Jesus, that's when he realized how to walk in love in a way that would draw people unto God. When we look at how we handle the truth that has been entrusted to us, the way we communicate our convictions, the way we proclaim the truths that we know of, are we doing so in love? Or is it coming out of self-righteousness and pride, thinking that you are better, you'd be better, or you'd do better if you were in that position? And when we get reminded of it, understanding how it is to speak the truth in love would prevent us from, number one, speaking the truth without love. You know, I remember in Genesis that when God created us, He made us into His own image and likeness, which means that we are originally intended to reflect God in everything that we are. And remember that every time God speaks, it brings life. He spoke and the landscape, vegetation, and all of creation came to life. Though He fashioned us with His own hands, it says in Genesis 2-7, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became 
became a living being. So if that's the case, then our words, our speech should give life and not bring death even if we are in the process of correcting or rebuking a person as long as it is based on the truth of God and we are doing it out of love. Again, looking unto Christ, we saw how He lived this out. He proclaimed the truth and yet exhibited love and grace all throughout because the purpose is to bring life once again to all the dead souls that has been weighed down by the religiosity and traditions. He was unapologetic to really address diba, the, the religiosity of the Pharisees and all that. But it's out of love because the goal is to draw people back to Him so that they can be brought to life once again. Knowing how it is to speak the truth in love prevents us also from speaking love without the truth. You know, some people are so careful not to speak the truth, hiding behind the excuse that everything is out of love. But love without truth is not love at all. The word love that was used in this verse means the agape love that is not just sacrificial, but its desire is for the good or benefit of the other person. This means that there is no ill motives in our hearts like self-righteousness or condemnation because the desire is for the good of the other person. That's why it is said in Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul, of spirit, of joints, and of marrows, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The verse says that the word of God pierces to divide, divide the truth from the lie. The reality is that the truth of God really tends to crush things that are not from Him. But it is not to hurt us, but to make us whole once again. You see, if the word of God is the basis of our truth and we speak it in love, we don't have to be afraid of hurting the person because should the person feel pain, it will not be because of our manner or disposition, but it will be born out of a conviction. This means that we will be willing to speak the truth no matter what. And I want us to remember this as we end. You know, speaking the truth in love expresses the grace that we have received from above. Expresses the grace that we have received from, the, from, from Jesus Christ, that He's the one who saved us with Him. But not only that, the grace that the Holy Spirit has given us to speak it and walk it out in love. And that's my prayer for each and every one of us as we end our devotional, that we would continue to be courageous out there to speak the truth, but we would do it in love. Because remember, speaking the truth in love expresses the grace that we have received from above. Let's take this time to pray. Lord, we just want to thank you, God. Lord, we respond to this word by just acknowledging that you're the only source of truth, God. Lord, I pray that you'd help us live that truth in our lives. Give us the grace as well to speak the truth with love. In Jesus' name.
And as we end, I want to speak the same blessing that Paul gave to the believers then, which is found in the last two verses of this chapter. And it says here, Peace be to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. So God bless you everyone and may we continue to speak the truth in love. You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this will help you build a habit of hearing from God every day. If you'd like more messages like these, you can follow us on Spotify or on our Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to watch these messages, you can watch them every weekday morning on our Victory PH Facebook page.